Oh, good evening, everyone. And like Maddie did a great job of introducing me, I'm Ash, and I'm a ministry apprentice at Woody's Central. And like she said, I live here in Henley's, so it's great to be with you tonight. Yeah, my heart is really invested in this part of the city. So our reading this evening is taken from the book of James, chapter 5. And it's, yeah, this book is great. It's full of real practical wisdom about how to do a life of faith. And I'll be reading verses 7 through to 16. And our question for this evening is, is it possible for us to trust God with our futures? The same way a farmer patiently waits for his crop. So we'll jump straight in at verse 7. Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too be patient and stand firm, because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against one another. Brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. As you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Above all, my brothers and sisters, do not swear, not by heaven or by earth or by anything else. All you need to say is a simple yes or no, otherwise you will be condemned. Is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Can we trust God with our futures? At times, life can throw us a curveball, and at the very moment when we need him most, it can seem as though God is distant. Have you ever felt that? I felt that recently, actually. As the country went into lockdown, I had made a commitment to a friend he was terminally ill, and I committed to be his carer. I knew this was going to be a huge challenge, but what I didn't know is the wraparound palliative care that is offered to terminally ill patients would be stripped back to protect him from COVID. So it was just us, and I felt the weight of his illness on my shoulders, felt really responsible for him. But I was sure that God had called me to this. As my friend's health deteriorated and my determination waned, I would call out to God. I would pray fervently. I wanted to feel lifted by his presence. But every night I went to bed 
exhausted and tearful. When I woke in the morning, I would recommit myself to trusting the word that God had spoken to me, that I was loved and that he had a plan for my life. When that journey brought me to the end of my strength, which it did, I had to trust the Lord with everything. At the end of my strength and at the end of my patience, I found Jesus waiting for me. That's when I learned to trust and that's when I learned to wait. As I surrendered myself to God's will for me, I realized it wasn't really about the things that I was hoping for and praying for, you know, a day off, mostly. God was beginning to cultivate a different kind of fruit in me. And I'll list them. Love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. God was the farmer, and I was the crop. God was waiting a harvest in me, and looking back, I see clearly now all the places God had been in that journey. He was never distant. I only had to shift my perspective slightly and align my will to his. So I want to ask you, what are you trusting God for? Is it your relationships, your finances, your career, or even your happiness? I know at times I can think, oh, if this thing happens or that thing happens, then I will definitely be happy. And for sure, if that thing happens, I feel good. It feels good. Yet it doesn't seem to endure. There's always something else that I'm trusting God with, that I'm trusting God for. Uh, Psalm 37.4 says, Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Yes. Yeah? My heart has many desires. But at times we focus heavily on the desires. But how often are we delighting in the Lord, like really delighting in him? And I ask you that because I want to give you my three steps to deepening trust with God, and they're all relational. It's all about growing intimacy, like in any relationship. So step one is to listen. When you pray, try to be still long enough to quieten your thoughts. Listen out for God's voice. And if you're unsure if you've heard from God, reading scripture is a really great way to familiarize yourself with God's voice. A little bit of time spent in scripture daily can be really helpful. And perhaps this week we could try these things together. So... Find a time during your day in your schedule that fits your schedule that you can be alone and your surroundings peaceful. Let's make a special effort to be with God. Take your Bible into that quiet space and choose something you'd like to read. A psalm or perhaps there's a word that really has a specific resonance for you. Ask God to speak to you through those verses. Listen out for any nudges that you feel are from God. 
My step two, and this is really important actually, I really believe this for us all, is when you speak to God, be honest. You know, remember that it's not a job interview. And if it were a job interview, you would already have the position. You and me, we are all God's chosen beloved. Let's show up for that. Let's be receptive, good soil for the Lord's harvest. You are the crop and he is the farmer. So spend time going over your week with God, all the highs and the lows, and share with him how those things have made you feel. Give thanks for answered prayer. Let God know that you're aware of his presence in all the little things. Tell God your dreams. Let him know what you're hoping for. And if life is really hitting the rocks, tell him that. Tell him the changes you'd like to see in your life and ask him to make a way. Sometimes we can get caught up striving to make things happen our way. Step three, and we, we've been doing that a little bit today, is praise. Psalm 103.1 says, Praise the Lord, my soul, all my innermost being. Praise his holy name. It's good for us to worship. When we bless God, we are blessed in return. It is as though he reaches out and touches us. It's a two-way communication. And in the worship space, we really can delight in the Lord. Singing to God is powerful in all occasions. If you are afraid, happy, determined, lost, or grieving. Whatever is going on in your life, worship gives us a line of communication with God to express our hearts in a way that it may not be possible with words and sentences. So I'm not a worship leader, so these, I have three quotes that I just think are really helpful. They're really helpful for me, and hopefully you guys will enjoy them. So the first is from an author called Lamar Boschman, and he says... Don't let life affect your worship. Let worship affect your life. And I'm sure we've all turned up for worship, just not feeling it, right? And left awestruck and full of wonder. Has that happened to you? It happens to me a lot. The second one is from Mother Teresa. God has not called me to be successful. He called me to be faithful. These words just don't need expanding. They're beautiful and true for all of us, whatever our successes and our failures. And the third one is from a worship leader called Isaac Dalton, who says, God has two dwellings, one in heaven and one in a meek and thankful heart. You will encounter God when the doors to your heart are open to him. So my thought is that these three steps would lead us into deepening trust with God and bridge the gap when he feels distant. I trust that he will grow in me strength to sustain me when life gets tough. So the question for me is not whether I can trust God with my future, 
but whether I can surrender myself increasingly to his plans for me. And I trust that those plans would produce a healthy harvest. The prayer of a righteous person are indeed powerful and effective. So I'm just going to say a prayer for us. Father God, thank you that your mercies are new every morning. Thank you that you sent your son Jesus to be our saviour. Father, we seek your blessing. May we be like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. May your face shine upon us as the first light of a new day, that we would live in the warmth of your everlasting love. In your will, may we find our peace. Amen.